Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And what you heard moments ago was Arizona knocking off Duke. The Wildcats are number three in the latest AP poll, and certainly they are getting a lot of attention uh, after that win. And look, the teams ahead of them, Kansas and Purdue, one, you know, certainly has looked vulnerable as far as, uh, you know, the playoffs are concerned. Uh, Kansas still looking like a juggernaut, but uh, this is still a fascinating race, to say the least, in terms of determining the great teams in college basketball. And to talk about this and so much more is Mike Rutherford, who's joining us now. He's the manager of CardChronicle.com and host of the Mike Rutherford Show. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Let's start by uh, breaking down the card today because uh, we talked about Duke losing. Duke is now taking on Michigan State. Blue Devils are three and a half point favorites with a total of 141 and a half. What do you like in this game? Love the over in this game. I think it hasn't been focused on quite enough uh, so far this season. Maybe it's the new block charge rule that seems to benefit the offenses. Maybe it's this early in the season, teams not being shored up defensively. But in the only, th- I mean, it's been a, a not a loaded early college basketball slate for the first week, but there have been only 13 games featuring multiple power conference opponents. The over is 10 and 3 in those games. So I, I think the over is a safe bet. Uh, it, Champions Classic in both games tonight. Um, I, I think that Duke. You saw what Arizona was able to do to them inside over the weekend. They don't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, maybe they should have gone out and gotten a center in the transfer portal. John Shire swung and missed a couple of times. Maybe he should have kept swinging. Uh, I think that other teams in the NCAA tournament, that's a long-term concern, can exploit them there. I don't think Michigan State can. Michigan State does have the experience. They've got five guys that have all been in this spot before. But I do like Duke's talent to shine out tonight. I don't think that Michigan State will have an answer for Kyle Filipowski. And look, when you look at it, these two teams, one of them is going to leave tonight one and two. One of them, I think, has a very understandable loss to an Arizona team that looked like a national title contender over the weekend. Michigan State doesn't. James Madison is not a game they have any business losing. I know they bounced back and looked good in their second game. But I think that Duke is more ready for this moment tonight than Michigan State is. Uh, what about Illinois Marquette? The Illini, a, a short favorite. It's one and a half, and the total's 147 and a half in that one. This will be a really interesting game. Illinois has not looked as good. And I mean, both, neither team has really faced any competition so far. But Illinois, a little bit shaky in their second game. I do think they have the outside shooting that can exploit Marquette's lack of athleticism on the perimeter a little bit. Terrence Shannon um, is, is a very good shooter. He was great in that exhibition win over Kansas that got so much attention. I do think that Marquette, if they want to win this game, they've got to be disruptive defensively. Illinois can be a little bit turnover prone. That can be a difference in this game. I also want to see something from from, from Coleman Hawkins from Illinois, who's a guy who played very well against Marquette the last time they faced off. This was a couple of years ago. He's a dude with a lot of potential, a guy that can exploit, I think, the the, the Golden Eagles inside, but hasn't done much so far this season, averaging just four and a half points and six and a half rebounds per game. Very versatile, can stretch the floor. Uh, I think this early in a season, like – 
I get why Marquette is ranked where they are based on what they did last season. I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest believer in Marquette long-term. I think they're due for a little bit of a regression. And I think going on the road and playing Illinois this early in the season could be a spot that they're just not quite ready for. I like the Illini to win and cover tonight in this game. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Kansas at Kentucky, this spread at six and a half. Both of these teams have a lot of talent, but would you give the edge to Kansas, who maybe has a little more experience? I think you have to give the edge to Kansas, and the reason is obvious right now. It's not just the experience. It's the fact that they have Hunter Dickinson, maybe the most uh, sought-after guy in the transfer portal. Kentucky really wanted to get Hunter Dickinson. They lost out. And right now, UK has a very significant size problem uh, at that center position. Every single center on their roster is either hurt or hasn't been cleared by the NCAA. They're playing Trey Mitchell at the five right now, the West Virginia transfer, who's uh, six foot nine. He's more of a stretch four. Offensively, he shoots a ton of threes. He's not big. He's not physical. I don't think he has any answer whatsoever for Hunter Dickinson. And this could be a game where Dickinson just goes off for for 30 points. I don't think that UK has an answer for him. This Kentucky team, though, is fascinating. They've looked really, really dynamic in the times we've seen them, not just their first two games this year, but when they played in the Global Jam in Canada in July, they looked farther along than you would expect a team that's composed of that many freshmen. Dillingham looks like the real deal. Justin Edwards is getting some love for the number one pick in the draft. Uh, DJ Wagner, for most of his prep career, was the number one high school player in America. You've got those guys. You brought back Antonio Reeves. You brought back a couple of other key pieces from last year's team. I think UK has a chance to be really dynamic. But John Calipari is banking on what worked for him in the first half of his tenure at UK, still being able to work in 2023-2024. We saw this last year. Freshmen aren't dominating college basketball the way that they were when Calipari was going to a Final Four every year. Only two of the top 100 scorers in college basketball last season were true freshmen. He's still banking on true freshmen being able to carry a team to a national title. And, I mean, we'll see. This will be a nice early test for them because Kansas is more of the modern philosophy where they have a couple of really good freshmen, but they're more based on bringing guys back and killing in the transfer portal. They've got that roster that Bill Self has had success with in recent years. So I think this will be a really fascinating test. But, again, I love the over in this one. I think the, I think, I think 147.5 or 148.5 is way, way too few points for this one. I'm starting to notice a trend uh, in your marquee <laughs> bets uh, for this card tonight. So definitely I will be taking notes. What do we make of Alabama? Because last year was was really strange and, dare I say, uncomfortable. Uh, what are we supposed to make of this team for this year? Uh, they're taking on South Alabama today as 21.5-point favorites with a total of 153.5. I think that they shored up their, their needs because, you know, I just mentioned freshmen not carrying teams in college basketball. They were sort of the exception last year. They were freshman-driven. They did have Javon, Javon Quinterly, who at times played like a freshman, but has actually been playing college basketball for like 75 years. So they were mostly a, a freshman-laden team that killed it for most of the year, ends up being a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, bows out early. The, uh, Natos did what so many great coaches are doing right now, swallowed the pride a little bit, went to the transfer portal, got some experienced mid-major guys, some experienced guys from power conference teams. Mark Sears has been a really good player for them early on this year. He's got Aaron Estrada. Grant Nelson was a prize transfer coming over from North Dakota State. I think long-term, there's plenty of reason to buy Alabama. I don't think they'll have much of an issue with South Alabama tonight. They should be able to put up a ton of points. We won't really know much about the Crimson Tide 
until later this month. They're going to play Ohio State uh, on a neutral floor. They're going to play Clemson that's got a bunch of guys back from a team that almost made the NCAA tournament. And then they're going to end up eventually play Purdue, who may be the best team in the country, coming up in early December. So I, I think that Alabama will be fine. It's a, it's a much, much different team, though, than the one we saw a year ago. More experience. I think long-term, that's going to benefit them once we get to March. I want to ask you about Creighton. They're uh, 12 and a half point favorites tonight against I Iowa, 162 and a half. So a higher total in that one. Uh, do you have anything on that matchup? And, you know, just I, I haven't consumed as much as you have in, in college hoops, but they seem to be one of those buzzy teams uh, as the year is starting off. Where are you on Creighton? I love Creighton. I, I, I absolutely love Creighton. I think when you talk about when we talk about guys taking a step forward in college basketball, a lot of times the conversation is all about the sophomore jump, the sophomore leap. I, I think look at a guy like Trey Alexander, who's been very, very good for his first two years of college hoops. He's definitely making a junior leap from great player to, I think, maybe the elite of the elite. Like, like he's, one, he's been one of the best players in college basketball, limited sample size for sure. But I, I think that he has a chance to be an absolute superstar, first team all Big East type guy. I think he's that good. They brought back Baylor Shireman. Um, Trey Alexander also is helping out. You know, Ryan Emhart goes ahead and transfers. He's helping out with the the ball handling duties, and so far he's doing a great job. Uh, like you said, not a whole lot of tests so far. They blew out FAMU. They blew mm -hmm. out um, North Dakota State, and now they're going to play Iowa tonight, which will be a, a little bit more of a test. I like Creighton to cover that spread, though. I, I think that they're just way, way further along than Fran McCaffrey's team so far uh, in this at this point of the season. I, I, I love what, what Greg McDermott's doing at Creighton. I, I love that roster. I think long-term, they're a team that projects very, very well. Would not be shocked at all if they get back to being right there on the precipice of the Final Four. I want to open it up to you. Are there any other sides or totals, <clears throat> excuse me, that we haven't touched on that you have your eye on for tonight? I mean, all, all the other games, you've got a lot of good teams playing a, a lot of bad teams with really high numbers. Uh, I, I love this Tennessee team right now. I, I think that they're being overlooked a little bit as far as, you know, last year, the knock on them was so obvious. They were, I think, the best defense on Ken Palm for most of the year. Just could not score at all. And that wound up being their Achilles heel once they got into the Sweet 16 after knocking off Duke. They go into the transfer portal, which is what you have to do. They got a guy named Dalton Connect, who – when we were talking about the biggest impact players, the transfer portal, nobody talked about Dahl Connect. He's a guy from Northern Colorado. He shot the lights out. He's basically going up two levels in, in college basketball when you talk about going from, from uh, UNC to, not that UNC, different UNC, to all the way up to Tennessee and playing in the <laughs> SEC. And, and he's lit it up for them so far. Like, like He has been that outside shooting presence that they desperately lacked last year. Uh, I, I don't know if he can keep this up long term, but he went into Wisconsin, very tough place to play, scores 25 points, lights it up from the outside. They drop 80 on the Badgers on the road. That's I know that Wisconsin's not elite this year, but that's still something that you don't expect a, a team that had offensive flaws to do. I think long-term, like they're going to be great. They got Jordan Ganey as well. The defense still looks like it's going to be fantastic. I, the spread tonight against Wofford is outrageous. It's like 35 and a half or something like that. But I think that, that uh, you know, the, Long-term, look at the Vols. Maybe they cover tonight, but look at them future games. I, I think that Tennessee is really, really good. He's Mike Rutherford, manager of CardChronicle.com here on BetQL Daily. What is a futures bet that you have made in season where you are willing to succumb to the small sample size and buy whatever they're selling? 
Uh, give me Baylor Final Four. I, I think that Baylor was was wildly undervalued going into the season. I mean, we keep talking about all these teams that are adding all these guys from the transfer portal. And you got to remember, Scott Drew was doing this before it was cool. Like, like Scott Drew was going out there, getting high major talent to come into his program, some of the best mid-major players. And he was very, very good at taking all those guys, including a, a group of elite incoming freshmen, and making them into a cohesive unit. Like, like that was what he built his his program on. At one point in time, he was a one-and-done guy. Saw that not working as well as he wanted in the late 2000s, early aughts. And so he sort of de- you know, developed this new philosophy where it was he was going to build this program with returning players and high-level transfers and kill it with defense, kill it with, with just a high-pressure. If you watch that game against Auburn, they just wore Auburn down at the end. Like, like They had guys that were ready for that moment, that had all the confidence in the world, whereas Auburn didn't. I think Baylor's not going anywhere. I know that they didn't get a lot of love coming into the season, but I think if you're looking for a team that has that March pedigree, that has a coach who knows how to get it done, like you know, they're going to play uh, Duke coming up next month. They're going to fly under the radar for a little bit. Watch for them in that game. But Baylor in the Final Four, like I'll be surprised if they're not another top four seed with a very good chance at playing deep into March once again. Mm, Baylor nine to one for the Final Four and forty to one. For the title, it, it, you mentioned it there, Mike, with with Baylor, and you talked about it earlier with Kansas. How you think you need to attack the transfer portal and bringing your experience back, and, and I assume some of it is in the back of your mind that once they get that experience together, that second half of the year, a lot of these teams will, will look different than they do right now. Any other teams that stand out that are doing it right that we should pay attention to? You know, we don't, we can't project madness and title final four runs and all that's the path that they're going to get but which teams do you think are doing it right that you might want to watch out for i think one team and this is going to sound very strange one team we're not talking nearly enough about and maybe it's because they don't have a marquee game in the first couple weeks of the season how about the defending national champs how about connecticut how about danny hurley's team you know they definitely do it right they brought back some solid talent from last year they go in the transfer portal they get a, a, a shooter to come in and, and fill that void that was left. You know, they've got Tristan Newton back. Donovan Klingon's hurt right now. But I think in this day and age, it's never there's never been a better time to trust elite coaches. And Danny Hurley, I think he's next up. You talk about losing these generational coaches in recent years, losing Coach K, losing Roy, losing Jim Beheim. I know Rick Pitino's back, but he's kind of the last of that great group of coaches that, that dominated the sport for the last couple of decades. Danny Hurley, I mean, he's got the most extensive playbook in all of college basketball. He's the right kind of crazy. Like, like he lives, breathes, eats, sleeps this. Like, like he's from a family that has just been around basketball their entire lives. I think he's earned the right at this point to just trust him on an annual basis. He's going to get the most out of this team. I think they have a decent shot. I think they have a much better shot than anybody's saying right now to be our first repeat national champion since Florida did it back in 06, 07. Like, they're going to make a, a legitimate run. They're going to be right there when all is said and done. I don't think that we're talking enough about Connecticut right now. What a, about 30 seconds? What about Purdue? Zach Eady looked dominant last night against Xavier. Is this just a team that you still want to stay away from come tournament time? I mean, look, you know, small sample size, but hey, I don't know if you guys knew this. The only team, the only, you know, a, a team that's lost to a 16 seed in the first round has never not won a national championship the next year. So I don't know. Odds in favor of Purdue. They looked good <laughs> last night. Uh, I mean, I, I think that Purdue's going to be fine. Their concerns from last year are still their concerns this year, but they're going to be, you know, they'll be right there until March. We'll say that. You know how many Virginia friends of mine like to point out this small sample size? It's, uh, it's not good.
<laughs> it's not good at all. Mike Rutherford, host of the Mike Rutherford Show with some fantastic college basketball analysis. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will return to our NFL Team Futures convo, including who in the AFC will make the playoffs. We'll talk a little NFL individual awards as well. That's right here on the BetQL Network.